So good to be in the house of the Lord today, and it is good to be home. I humorously made statements before I left that I pray that I would come home. But believe me, after being gone a few days, there's nothing like your own bed. Amen. And the older you get, not only the crankier you get, but the more you like things a certain way. And uh, we enjoyed our time. Thank you for being faithful to the house of God. And uh, glad that you're here today. Great to have guests with us, all of Brother Jay's family. We welcome them again. They're just extended members of our church, really. Amen. And all of our other guests, God bless you. Thank you for being here. I hope that God will do something in your life before you leave here today that will be so uh, monumental that you will never forget this day. You might forget who's here and you might forget who's sitting beside you and you may you can forget me. But oh that you would remember what God wants to do in your life this morning. Uh, yes. I believe you can have a I, I believe you can have a service like that. I, I believe you can have a moment like that. I believe you can have a rendezvous with God, an unexpected one. You know, the man that they brought to the gate, beautiful, he didn't come to church to come to church. He was just coming to the gate to get by. Some people may not even be here for the right reason, but you know what? You don't know what's going to happen today. Somebody's going to come your way. Somebody's passing by you today that can make all the difference in the world in your future. And I believe that. If I didn't believe that, I would have stayed in Florida. But I believe that, and because I believe that, I'm here to preach to you the word of the Lord. And if you have your Bibles and would turn with me for a moment, I have one verse, John chapter 13, and I'm going to read verse number 1. I have been in John several times lately, and I don't know why, but it just seems like there are certain things the Lord keeps drawing me back to, and I like it that way. I like it when... The Lord can continually talk to you and speak to you from similar passages so you can connect the dots. And maybe God will help some of you do that today. John chapter 13 and verse number 1 reads simply this. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that, he was, that, that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father Having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Amen. Having loved his own. You know, it's easy to love your own, usually. But there are times when loving your own becomes difficult. Put that verse back up there. Amen. He loved his own. He loved those that he had called and chosen. But in the time of the calling unto the time of this particular incident, there were a lot of things that had happened. A lot of failures and a lot of mistakes that were revealed. But the Bible says that he loved them unto the end. I want you to say that with me. Unto the end. Say it again, unto the end. 
That means the end of whatever you're going through right now. God's love is going to be right there, nurturing, helping, trying to lead you, trying to get your attention. Whatever is going wrong in your life, remember this. He has promised that he will love me unto the end. And everybody said amen again. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you again for being here. Remember service this evening. Come early for prayer. The love of God is truly an amazing thing. When you consider all it has to overcome to get to us, it is truly amazing. When you understand and consider what it has to deal with in order to reveal itself to us, it is truly amazing. Amazing. And in spite of all that has had to be overcome, God's love continues to overcome. Amen. Unto the end. Amen. Unto the end. He gives new meaning to the old song. O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong. It shall forevermore endure the saints an angel's song. Oh, love of God. The verses say the love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin, O oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure. The saint and angel song, when hoary times shall pass away, and earthly thrones and kingdoms fall, when men who here refuse to pray on rocks and hills and mountains call, God's love so sure shall still endure, all measureless and strong, redeeming grace to Adam's race, the saints and angels' song. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure, the saint and angels' song. This verse was pinned on the wall of a narrow room in an insane asylum by a man said to have been demented and out of his mind. But he wrote these words upon the wall and they were thus inscribed on paper and put within his casket when he died. Could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of parchment made Wherever stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade. To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole though stretched from sky to sky. Oh love of God how rich and pure. How measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. It's what got a mental patient through 
his torment and trouble, nothing but the love of God, that love that is with us unto the end. Everybody say, to the end. One of the great promises of the Word of God is found in our text this morning and one that we must never forget, that He loved them unto the end and He will love us unto the end. These disciples of His from the day He had called them had been the objects of His most tender care and regard. They were full of faults and failing. When you look at those 12 men, you wonder and scratch your head. What did He ever see in men like that? I want to tell you what He saw. He saw what love could do to them. He saw what His unmeasured love and compassion could do on their life. He saw what a lying, cursing fisherman could be transformed into. He saw what a stealing, sniveling, creepy tax collector by the name of Matthew could become if the love of God could just impact his life. He even gave a devil a chance. Oh, He even gave Judas an opportunity and to the very end when he kissed him, he's called him friend. What are you saying? I'm saying that the love of God is measureless. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your background is. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what your pedigree is. The love of God is greater than your faults and your failures. And His love is there for you and I. Not because of who we are, but because of who He is. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong. Hallelujah. These men were sadly slow of heart to receive the truth that he spoke. Over and over again, they argued with him about his purpose and his plan. Over and over again, they doubted him in what he was about. And yet, in and through it all, he loved them. That is amazing to me. Amen. That is amazing to me. That is his love. Now, he is at the time that his cup is to be drank and that bitter cup is before him the anxieties of the moments that are before him lay heavy upon him but in that moment his greatest concern was for his disciples and it was in a moment like that that he whispered these words let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me to the very end his main concern was that they would know the undying love of God The truth is there was not much in them to love. What can you love about a cursing fisherman? What can you love about a cheap tax collector? What what can you love about brothers who are so jealous of position and power that their mother and them will do anything to get the advantage in this group? What can you look at them and say that they have to offer So much that his love had to overlook, and yet he loved them. They had no wealth among them to speak of. They were no renowned people called. There were no names that were recorded in the annals of history. There was no power among them to be displayed, and yet he loved them, and he loved them unto the end. No, there was not much in them to love, yet he loved them. Just like there is often not much in us to love. 
and yet He loves us still. There is no power that we can offer Him. There is no wealth. There is no position. There is no accomplishment in this life that can be so impressive to gain His attention. Yet He loves me anyway. There was much in them that tested His love. And yet He loved them. They quarreled. They were petulant. They were skeptics. They were blind at moments. And they were cowards at other times. Treachery was in them. They would all leave Him at one point and forsake Him. And alone He would walk that lonely hill. But He loved them yet anyway. He loved them still. Arguing, quarreling. You know, I have to remind myself of that every once in a while when I'm dealing with people. When you really just want to reach out there and knock them upside the head and slap some sense into them and pull their hair and scratch their eyes and you want to get their attention and say, wake up and quit acting like a baby. you got to realize that beyond all of that imperfection and all of that immaturity and all of that pettiness, the love of God is still reaching and working and moving and striving. It's there in the background. It's there when you wake up in the morning. It's there in the middle of the day. It's there when you go lay down on your bed at night. The love of God reaching and breathing over your life and saying you're better than this. You can do better than this. I called you to better things than this. I want you to be a better man than that. I want you to be a better woman than that. I want you to be a better parent. I want you to be a better husband. It's nothing but the love of God breathing over you, calling out to you, saying, you're better than that. You can do better than that. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure. Even when we're unlovable, He somehow finds a way to love us anyway. What about us? We talk about them, but what about us? What about us? Let's look at us this morning. How, how about us? How many times have we stumbled? How many times has he tried to reveal himself to us and we were so selfish and self-centered and we were so petty that we couldn't see it? How many times have doubting spirits come into our lives and made us question everything about life? How many times have we wondered why we continue to live this way? But oh, the love of God lingering there in the background, knocking at the door, calling in the night, speaking to our hearts when our hearts are at that point of ease. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure. He loved them unto the end. Through all the doubting spirits, through all of the lies, through all of the deceit, through all of the, 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 the fear and through all of their questions, through all of the foolishness that they involve themselves in and we involve ourselves in, the love of God just keeps on. The love of God is there. How he prayed for them that they would know more and be more and see more and hear more and yet how dull they were at times. And so it is of you and I. How God longs for more for all of us. 
Amen. God wants all of us to raise our level of living. And he tries many ways, but the one that continually comes back again and again is his sweet, sweet love. Oh, love of God. Listen, folks, if it can get a man who's lost his mind through those harrowing moments, it can get you through whatever you're going through right now. The love of God is strong and secure. Somebody ought to lift your hands right now and just say, Thank you, God, for loving me in spite of who I am and in spite of my failures and in spite of my attitude and in spite of my spirit. Thank you, Lord, for loving me this morning. Thank you, Lord. There is much that His love had to surmount. There was much unworthiness in them. And there was much carnality and crudeness in these men. They did not love Him the way He loved them. And that would be found in just a few hours when they would all desert Him. That same night in which this verse was recorded, in which these words were recorded, the same event, the same night, after he had washed their feet and spoken to them such wonderful things, the most devoted of them would deny him. The one of whom he would say, I give you the keys of the kingdom before that night was over, he would deny that he even knew him. And not only that, but another was harboring all the time in his heart that satanic instigation of betrayal and in the heart of all of these men that were there, there was a jealousy and a contention even to the very last. And yet, in spite of all of that, his love surmounted all of those obstacles. And he loved them unto the end. Listen, folks. You know what? That tells me that if he could overcome all of those things that they were doing wrong, he can overcome whatever you're doing wrong to get through to you and tell you, he loves you. Amen. He loves you more than you can ever know, more than you will ever deserve. He loves, he loves, he loves. The Savior had given them lesson after lesson on points of life and living, and yet they were so full of their own pride they did not hear what he was saying. I wonder how many times we've come to church so full of ourselves. That we didn't hear what God was trying to say to us. How many of us have come to church so full of our agenda. Maybe we got to strive for some contention going on in our life. And we come to church and we're so full of that. We don't hear anything else that's saying or talked about or preached about. All that our mind is occupied on is what we don't like about life. And what we don't like about our life and what is not right and what this person didn't do right and how this person mistreated me and how this person lied on me. And we're consumed and all the time God's love and God's word is going forth, reaching out, trying to get my attention, trying to speak to me, trying to remind me that his love 
can endure and it can surmount anything to the end, he said. He loved them unto the end. Not to a point and then said, you know what, I've done all I can do. I can't help him anymore. That's how you and I react to life. If we help somebody, we'll go certain lengths. We'll go to a certain place and we'll say, all right, I, that's all. I'm through. I'm marked. Get me out of here. I'm on my way. But the love of God just keeps going. It goes down into the darkest hell. It goes into the most ungodly places. It sits on the bar stool behind then beside the alcoholic. And it's there in the bedroom of the drug addict. And it's there when a man or a woman is committing immorality. It's the love that never dies. That comes up in the morning and reminds you, I'm here to help you. I'm here to make your life better. I'm here to do something to change you forever. If you will just listen and receive that love of God. Oh, Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, <laughs> how measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure. Every illicit relationship, every sin committed, the love of God is not far away saying you're better than that. You're better than that. You're better than that. It mounts every wall that we put up. Every barrier that we erect. Every hatred that we nurture in our hearts toward people. Every resentment that we have toward the world that we live in. And that's how we justify our life and the way we live. We build those walls high. We don't want anybody to get close to us. We don't want anybody to get down where we are, where we live. We don't want anybody to get in here and know what's going on in here. So we build our walls high. And along comes the love of God. And it climbs that wall. It scales that wall. And it gets over in that room where you are. Where you think nobody can get to you. Where nobody can touch you. And nobody going to get me anymore. The love of God comes flowing into that place where you are. And it speaks for this cause came I into the world. I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure. What is his love trying to get over in your life right now? What is it that you've thrown up as an excuse or a reason why you're not where you need to be or your life is not what it ought to be? What? What kind of wall have you put up there justifying the way you live and the way you act and the way you treat people? Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong. His love just climbs, climbs, climbs over the top of the wall and down into my private hell. comes into my private hell and it wraps its arms around me. Amen. Oh yes. Oh love of God. How rich and pure. How measureless and strong. You know I could understand him loving those that are in heaven. I, I, I can understand that. I, I can understand him loving those who are 
in that place of perfection. It doesn't seem extraordinary that Jesus would love someone there. But to love men and women that are still here in this world, limited by the things that we're limited by, tormented and tempted by the things that we're tormented and tempted by, and yet he loves me still. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong. Working men and women, young people who meet temptations every day, young couples that are going through troubling times. He sees our imperfection, and he knows what we struggle with, and he loves you in spite of it all. Oh, love of God. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure. The writer said, we are born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. And how true it is. It seems like trouble finds us quicker than anything else. But Jesus loves his own which are in this sad, troubled world. And he loved them unto the end. Unto the end of their unloveliness, their sinfulness could not Take him to a place that he is not willing to go. Do you hear me? Their sinfulness could not travel so far, but that his love could reach them where they were. Amen. Their unbelief, even as strong as it was, shall not be so great that he in his faithfulness could not overcome. To the end of all of their needs, whatever their needs were, they may need more than this world can hold and all that heaven can give. But Jesus will go to the end of all our necessities and even beyond them, for he is able to save to the uttermost. And he loved them unto the end, to the end of their lives, to the last breath that they would breathe. They were surrounded by the love of God. Many an Ebenezer stands out and tells how his love came in an hour when they needed it most. Your backslidings and my backslidings are many. Our imperfections are far too many to number. But his love has endured through it all. Amen. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong. It shall forevermore endure. He will love you to the end. He will love all of us to the end. If Jesus thus loves to the end, my friend, what must be the misery of one who does not know him? Amen. And more, what misery should be that one who has disappointed such love by their unlovely living? Why would anyone... Why would anyone want to disappoint such love as that? Amen. Why would anyone want to frustrate such love as that? Why would anyone reject such love as that? For you see, love covers a multitude of faults. And love can reach you no matter how far you've fallen. Love conquers all. Let's stand together.